my name's Jeremy Blair and welcome to this COVID Life and Employment podcast. I am a participant in the Work First program and I'm a client of Lauren Pavlidis from the Centre for Disability Employment Research and Practice. How are you, Lauren? I'm good. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. Going to have a good chat today. Yes, a very good chat. So today we'll be discussing COVID life within employment and some of the topics will be the Work First program during and post lockdown and how that um, differs, how COVID is affecting finding a job within the program, especially in lockdown, how COVID is affecting people in different ways, mentally and physically, and um, the dynamics of lockdown and COVID and how people are responding. And a few other topics as yeah sounds good sounds really good so um i guess we should get into it now the first topic that comes to mind when we're talking about um, the work work first program during and post lockdown um, is just sort of what the work first program's been like for you yes well i came to participate in the Work First program around probably four or five months ago and that was in a period when there was no lockdown. So I started on the discovery stage, um, which is the first stage of the program with um, the customised employment officer, which her name was Samaya. So we started off that phase, um, which involves getting to know me and my interests and what I do in the community and um, how I react to different situations so they can help um, know what a suitable job might be and what to look at and then lockdown hit and the next stage after discovery is going to different employment sites and meeting people and employers and of course with COVID lockdowns you can't really do that so that's been a bit frustrating and for me because there's not as much progress as there would have been with normal times but it's good because at least I've got a start I, we've got a plan even though it hasn't been executed we've got a plan and um, because there's no time limit with this program it's all about getting the right result and even though it's been very hard um, in the first few months because of all the stop start stop start i think you know we'll eventually make progress yeah i I bet it has been hard because you know you probably get into the program and then you start talking about all the different things that you want to explore and then you line it all up next thing you know you've gone into a lockdown and you're going up in my head It's like, how are we going to do that? And when's it going to happen? And it's probably the waiting that would be the hardest. What do you reckon? I think it's the uncertainty. Yeah, to be yeah. Honest. Like it's, it's that time frame. It's like, like time staying still. So you're thinking about the same things for multiple weeks yeah. instead of, you know, learning new information about what jobs I don't like and what interests me and finding new connections with them but you know there has been some good things I mean it's been a good experience overall 
because um, I believe that it will work one and that the um, people here understand me and have my best interest at heart <laughs> but um, yeah it's been challenging but it's been good to uh, start off I guess yeah yeah so I guess you know you've got a sense of direction yeah do you think that although you haven't been able to get out and do the work experience part yeah. yet mm. do you think you've at least learnt enough about yourself to have that strong opinion of the direction of where you want to go yeah I think so because um, with you guys because I have struggled in that thinking of ideas for what jobs and what I would prefer over the others and because um, Cedar the work first contacts people and then delivers the information to me so I have more information on what could work and what seems off and I wouldn't enjoy that or I'd enjoy that and so to to know a wide range of options and have more detail is, is good and mm. also to um, talk about you know narrowing it down so yeah, yeah, I can actually have success instead of going into a job which I don't like that's it yeah. isn't it because you could come right out of your studies and just go okay there's a job I'll just go do it yeah but your experience that you have in that first job might be so derailing that you kind of go, well, I don't know what my next job is, but you know, I'm just going to wait a while. And you know, you don't want that to be a continuous practice where you just keep going into roles and you're not having a good time. And then you the start vicious to, cycle. Well, yeah, yeah. And then you start to doubt yourself when yeah. reality is you've got a lot of skills, yeah. you've got a lot of talents, you know, you're a lovely person, which is great. <laughs> Um, so really it's just a matter of like honing that yeah. in and going what are those skills and what environment makes sense for you and to build confidence that I can do um, work yeah. successfully instead of going to places where I'm not motivated or I don't, I'm not invested in it I guess That's and true. then you don't enjoy many hours of the week so. <laughs> but that's what's good about here because yeah. You get to have a strategy, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and you get to have a say. Yeah. yeah. Unlike just looking online at job sites and, oh, I'll apply for that and I'll apply for this. Hope it works out. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, you've got a good attitude. Yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that um, COVID has really affected finding a job, like in the way of your, your journey to find a job then? Um. Well, this program, for me, probably wouldn't be able to tell yet, yeah. because I haven't um, got to that stage of really knowing what's available and not available. Yeah. yeah. But I guess for people in the the market, I guess mm. it it would be hard probably to get more hours and more certainty because of COVID, because things could be affected. So it's, even though people might be able to do jobs, you might um, be more casualised or have less hours or don't know if that job's going to be redundant or you have to... So mm. the uncertainty and anxiety, I guess, of what the future holds for different jobs is probably the 
biggest part. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good insight, actually, yeah. when you think about COVID and how it's affecting like people. Like, the unemployment rate's, like, good statistically, but the economy's definitely changed a lot to, um, you know, the jobs are changing and the yeah. whole um, market is more uncertain, so mm. people don't have that security True. like before COVID, even if they still have job yeah, yeah that's such a good point because i guess you never really know you know you could be working at home for a business and you know a couple of weeks later they're saying to you well i'm sorry but the work's just not there at the moment mm. you know so that security is definitely gone yeah which is unfortunate but considering how other countries have dealt with um a lot of the government support last year has definitely avoided something much much worse with finding jobs because then people which are older and already have jobs would be competing with young people but at the moment that's not as much as it could have been so it's not as hard as it could have been yeah. oh so yeah. you're saying the government has theory. done something right <laughs> yeah with the job keeper and the all their measures they did it did help that's good yeah, yeah. okay well I, I mean um COVID is definitely affecting people in the way of employment, but what about the other aspects of people's lives, so like yeah, their mental health? And, yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest impact is just the mental side of it um, for most people because, um, yeah, it's uncertain times, but a lot of people don't have big families or might live with friends or in a in a department and it's very isolating. It's a tight space. And yeah. <laughs> but people in general feel isolated and stressed and then relationships can break down. Yeah. And um, people lose hope. <laughs> people haven't been able to travel for many months. Miss their families. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, people losing small businesses as well. Mm, um, definitely closing the doors yeah just be really hard for a lot of and businesses another impact with the mental health is just living in a city which just seems like it's in a depression for a long time yeah I think that has effect on people there's not much to go out and enjoy so people are living but they're sort of living through it they're not enjoying it much yeah. yeah, and it kind of has a roll-on effect to that lack of routine and the physical health yeah. as well. And it all is all connected, mental, physical, jobs, all that. Yeah, because mm. like the, the routine, I'm sure, has gone out the window for some people yeah. where they, they would normally get up at maybe, you know, seven or something and they'd head off to work and, and do their thing. But yeah. now it's kind of like, well, I'll just roll out of bed and put yeah. my slippers on, get in front of the computer for a little bit, and then I'll yeah. go play some video games. <laughs> and, and with that, it's like, there's not as much motivation to, or things to look forward to in the day, even if you're going to work, because it seems all a bit, you don't get that personal connection with people, you don't have yeah. new experiences. You think much. a lot of people go to work just to connect with others? Yeah, like, go to the office, to yeah work but you know work with others yeah yeah, yeah. 
That's great. And, you know, I guess when it comes to the atmosphere, yeah, it's changed a lot, hasn't it? Yeah, well, especially in Melbourne, given the amount of time, like this year and last year, we've had way more lockdown than any area of Australia and most areas of the world. But luckily we've had much less COVID than most of the world. But <laughs> it doesn't feel that way when you've had so many yeah. lockdowns. It feels like COVID's never ending. Yeah, it's hard to look at it from yeah. that perspective, like the good, mm. you know, outweighing the bad. Like yeah. we've had less cases and less deaths mm. and, and all that kind of thing, but we've had nothing really going yeah. on life-wise. Had, it's like a big we've standstill. We've had one of the lowest impacts of the virus, but yeah. probably one of the highest impacts on the other effects Yeah. Um, yeah. in Melbourne. But like the atmosphere, it's, I don't know, it's sort of like, People are on edge all the time. People just look on edge, anxious, like, what's coming next? There's yeah. not much laughing or smiling or jovial attitude yeah. outside at all. It's just people are um, waiting for the future. Because yeah. I think most people realise that eventually, in a few months, things will basically go back to normal, but people are just... But when? Just, yeah, <laughs> when? That's exactly it. People don't know when. They'll but we've got one thing which people can do and that's get vaccinated. That's, yes. That's one thing people Definitely. can do to help eventually open up. Yeah, it's the only way to make the change come faster. Mm, it's mm. the main way. Yeah. And how do you think, like, just throw it out there, because you're a young person, yes. how do you think that it's going to affect the youth moving forward because yeah. you know social media and all that's great but that interaction of going to school going to uni meeting up afterwards hanging out of a weekend that kind of thing all that stuff that's missing for you know identity development and yes. understanding of the world well my I've had a lot of I've struggled a lot over the past two years mentally probably more than most people, even though it might not show it as much. But what's the cruel thing about COVID is the ages of people which are least affected by the virus have to uh, mentally struggle the most and have to sacrifice the most, which is the cruel thing. Um, at least we don't get as sick from COVID. But um, the mix of social media at home and not going to school, that's toxic not going to school and seeing friends, yeah. that's toxic. Not doing any sport or recreation most days of the year, that's toxic. And that mix, does, I would imagine, would do long-lasting harm even mm. after COVID ends to um, teenagers and kids' development and self-esteem and all that because the impacts of lockdown affect kids and teenagers mentally much more than a 50 or 60 year olds I think most yeah. people know that I can see where you're coming from because there's more aspects of well, development and trying new things that, that teenagers stage. have to do yeah. yeah yeah you're still learning your life skills you're still yeah. learning and because relationship skills because your life's been shorter it actually feels like a larger segment of your life mm. these past two years compared to most people 
so yeah. you sort of get more depressed and think oh, and get more desperate than yeah. most people I suppose it's kind of like when you're when you're in year 11 and you're going I'm going to finish year 11 soon I'm going to go into year 12 and then I'm going to do my studies yeah. and I'm going to go to uni whereas at the moment this last two years is kind of like one big year yeah. Yeah. and so it's what it's felt like yeah sort of. it doesn't really feel like anyone's moving anywhere so you're not looking forward to those next steps and so and you don't get to like uh, job training things and expos and that yeah. like usual year 11 and 12s would do so you don't get that experience, experience and hope yeah. that you can actually achieve stuff after school as much 100%. so people get um especially year 10 11 12s they get like, can I do it? Like, can I actually hold in on it? So the self-esteem with um the whole COVID situation for um high school students is pretty bad because mm. all that missed time of um it's not as much missed time as some people say it's, but it's more like. Your mind quality, is quality, but it's quality. Yeah. It's yeah. quality time. It's not about how much yeah, time. It's exactly. that that really important, crucial moment. But in it's your like life. this sense of progress. Yes, it's, yes, and that's where you grow yeah. your self esteem. Exactly. You know, you grow that yeah. sense of who you are as a person. So mm. I can definitely exactly. see where you're coming from. That's what I'm saying. Like some people say, oh yeah, the education results are good. They're similar. Yeah, but there's a whole lot more than exam results to teenagers yeah and school and life mm. so i think some people in the name of covid which is definitely for good reason have been a bit bit um unempathetic towards teenagers when they usually would be mm. which is hmm. yeah i get it yeah Oh, maybe a bit sad. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's like, that's what I've always thought, like, people which are 47 and 48 during these two years, or 30 or 31, they've already gone through the hard times, they've got the jobs, they've all experienced that. So they never had that uncertainty. They know who they are. They never had that uncertainty and yeah. um, lack of hope that yeah. school kids now have. Like, what does my future look like, yeah. kind of thing, yeah because they never had an 18-month disruption yeah. like we do. Yeah, definitely. And we haven't experienced anything like this before, so to mm. predict what yeah. the outcome will be later once we do start to come out of these stages, yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost impossible uh, at the moment. Sort of can't people, I think, after COVID will sort of comprehend this time and go, whoa, this was crazy. I mean, like, cities and schools and workplaces shut. Mm. Like, I think people are in the moment. At the moment, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. This is for a good reason. Yeah. But in the in the future, people will look back on it and say, wow, what a crazy period. Yeah, like, I never thought this would happen in my life. Do you think that... I remember with COVID when it started and it was in China, my mind didn't even think that it was going to spread to Australia. No. never occurred yeah. to my mind and it should have been obvious do you think that it will affect like what people choose to do in the way of employment like what the, the young people choose to do um 
Like they'll Maybe. be more direct in their choice or they'll be more uncertain. I think people might be looking for jobs that they think, um, I guess, they'll Have keep security. and enjoy maybe a bit more than in the right. past. Right. So they'll start yeah. to look for more value and yeah. more meaning out because, of their employment choices. And then that, because people looking for value in life after this depressing time, so they might look for options which, even though it might not pay as much, they'll enjoy it more. Yeah. Happiness. That might happen. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely. But another impact is people changing where they live. That's another impact of COVID that I think will happen. People mm. value their houses more um, instead of the area yep. because things haven't been open. So that's another aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. And people who are valuing meaning in their employment, they could always yeah. come through our program. Yes. <laughs> of course. Sorry, just going to plug that one there. Good advertising. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, when it comes to the other aspects of COVID, we've spoken about that mental state and the, the physical things. But yeah. what about the masks? We've got to talk about the masks. the masks. The masks. Oh, it's very weird, isn't it? Some people cling to them. Some people despise them. So even though, you know, not many people call people out, it's, it's a very sort of di divisive symbol I guess yeah. um, the mask and that it's a it's a show of <laughs> somebody I guess who is more health conscious compared to others which are more freedom oriented mm. but yeah so what about the people who wear it down on their chin chin yeah. <laughs> is it like a little chin hat rather than an actual mask <laughs> I do that sometimes but only <laughs> when I'm alone if I'm walking outside and there's nobody there I see it just looks stupid wearing it, so I just... But apart from that, you know, you never know. You, it's how it spreads. Yeah. And you may never know, but, yeah. But some, what about the looks you get? Oh, the looks? I probably... Yeah. It's definitely both ways. Like, I think people are very judgmental at the moment. Like, mm. people which um, wear masks all the time, looking at... The, um, people which aren't wearing masks and automatically thoughts will go to the heads. Ah, oh, he's a selfish, selfish bastard. Oh, he should be wearing a mask. <laughs> Hang on, beep. And, they, and they give him <laughs> the death stares. But um, you know, you could always just walk away from them, socially distance. That's another option. Yeah, we have choices. Yeah, they could think of that. And also, you could have the choice to not let the little things worry you so much and look at the big picture. Mm. And then there's people which you know the freedom brigade, which have limited brain cells, which are probably don't really think any of this is real, but all a, a weird communist conspiracy or whatever they believe. Oh, conspiracy yeah. theorists. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so you're yeah. not going to get and 5G got, through the vaccine? <laughs> 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 I need better reception. Like. And instead, with them, instead of being judgmental, it's more like, a smirky sort of attitude, like look at look at me compared to you, sheep or whatever they say. Do you, I'm do you better think than it's, you? A, it's yeah. a sheep thing, or do you think that some of it comes from a place of anxiety and distrust? Yeah, it's all um, distrust of government yeah. is one of the big ones. 
mm. information from social media. They don't have, they don't get good information, and they're easily influenced. Yeah. And another one would be being contrary to the. They want to be different compared to the mainstream. So Do you think some people actually say, I'm not going to get vaccinated because I want to be different? But that's like an unconscious. They don't oh. consciously think that. But they say, oh, this, it's an evolving situation. I don't understand that everything's new. And they don't understand what's happening. And they see the powerful people promoting something and they sort of want to be different. Yeah. It's not like, I'm sure they've taken vaccines for other things. It's not like they're... Most, some of them are anti-vax, like real hardcore, but I think most of them just um, don't trust anybody and want to be different. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think sometimes two people are a bit scared. Yeah. Scared of something they don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. A little bit more education is needed. Yes. Um, not through social media, though. No. That's the point you're making. <laughs> and they, they always say it. Oh, I did my research. Yeah, tell us where. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was following someone on Instagram and she popped up and said, oh, don't get that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love it. They said, oh, I can't trust them. But they trust other people because they, they, if they hear what they want to hear, then they trust them because they want to be unique and alternative. Oh, That's what I think. They hear what they want to hear. Yeah. There you go. So you just, you said that so clearly. They believe some things. Yeah because they want to hear it, because they want to be... That's what they want outside, the message to be. Yeah. Outside of what they think is, you know, yeah. the elite. Okay. Well, what about the people who wear masks in the car? Yeah. With no one else in the car. Yeah. Are you one I've of those people? I've seen a lot of those people. <laughs> um, those kind of people, I think it's more of like an anxiety coping mechanism. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they're actually thinking, oh, this is going to help. It's more feeling comfortable. That feeling yeah. of safety. Yeah. Secure. Yeah. Feeling Protect secure. themselves. And because a lot of people um, have a real, probably big fear of COVID, mm. maybe a bit more than you should. Yeah. So people can sometimes get really anxious and worried in their, in their minds. Yeah. And then they just, um, yeah. Not only, but I'm sure some people, especially in the older ages, would hard, hardly have been out of the house these past few months. I think yeah, that, that's I a think tough that, one. I think there'll be some people like that, mm. which just go, I'm not going to risk anything. I'll just... Just stay home yeah. the whole time. But, yeah. Yeah. But that's what it shows if a lot of people react to a situation very differently. It's very interesting. I thought Australians would be more sensible and united than we are mm. but that that united part like yeah. does that not come totally from... united i never expected yeah. oh yeah but yeah. does that not come from an example being set in the first place because like, yes. when we talk about united the government has clearly been very divided yes i think <laughs> with covid because governments no politician expected to have the power of a pandemic and making decisions. So they're like, they're, they're they, all ne home. they never, ex <laughs> they weren't designed for this. They didn't go into government for this, making so many hard decisions every day. But um, yeah, with so the they only they only went into politics for the pay. Is yeah. that what you're telling me? Oh, the, the fight, <laughs> the fights, politics. Oh, um, just to have an opinion. Yeah. 
Um, so no one actually went in to have the power. No, nobody came in predicting, oh, I want to be a leader in a pandemic. I think I'll be good at that. And it's yeah. shown because I don't think the leaders have handled it very well. Is there any leaders you think who are probably shunned through a little bit better or just they're all on the same level? They're not all on the same level, but I don't think you can say any government leader in the states or the federal has done an outstanding job. I think <laughs> they've all been at lockerheads. And yeah. as you said, people with COVID, they sort of pick sides. Mm-hmm. So then that creates division among the population because everybody disagrees with about everything with COVID because yeah. different governments disagree mm. about many, many things. So they need to set the example yeah. for the rest of Australia. And all of the governments have been terrible at that. Like, and they're doing it deliberately so they can gain political... Standards um, and stuff for the votes and everything. Yeah. 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 Which pe- is shameful in a way. Yeah, because when people are really stressed, um, especially with state governments, mm. if they seem somewhat and they play into their fears they're banking on people trusting them against others because they feel they have more connection yeah. especially with the state governments yeah. but what they're doing is they're just polarising Australia and that's what leads to the protests in the city and people at war on social media and it's just yeah. I think the, gov- the governments could have been a lot more even if they disagree, I'm not expecting them to agree, but don't be as nasty or provocative as they have been. Yeah. And just finger pointing. Nobody's taking responsibility for everything. It's always somebody else's fault. Mm. When something goes wrong, oh, it's another government's fault. It's true. And then it's also when something happens, they kind of sit there and go yeah, we did that, but did you see what the other state is doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, Comparing let's just states. shine the light somewhere and else. And then people in states, because we're Australians, we're very parochial, get sucked into it, and people hate other states just because of the government of the other state. That's just it's bad. Yeah. It's not how you should handle these times, because people are already stressed. Yeah. You don't want to turn them angry. That is a very good point. Very very good point because I know that every time a lockdown happens and you see another state that isn't in lockdown yeah. you kind of just sit there going oh I don't like you yeah. right now <laughs> and it's weird because like Australia's the only country with sort of lockdowns in states and mm. in other states there's not in most other countries it's either cities or the whole country so it's very very unique our situation that the non-national government has so much power. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, like, coming back to the masks, you know, we sort of see them as statement. Would you say it's... some people, yeah. Yeah, would you say it's a statement of doing the right thing? Yeah. For me, yes. But um, I think most people have the attitude of I've got to look good in public I don't want people to judge me if I don't wear a mask yeah a lot of people do it because they actually believe it's good they don't want to but some people can go a bit overboard but the whole mask debate and the 
debates on every little lockdown and every single restriction and people have to have a view on everything it's like oh, so toxic yeah yeah it can be and like wearing the mask if you're a self-conscious person yeah you know it's to stop people from looking at you because you know yeah. like you said before if That's you didn't have it on as well, yeah. people look at you and they straight away think oh you're you're a joke why are you yeah. not wearing it i think everybody's feeling like self-conscious and conscious of others at the yeah. moment like but in non-covid times you wouldn't take a notice of what people were doing or wearing as much. Wearing on yeah. their face. Yeah. It's like people are analysing everything at the moment. Oh. Yeah, someone has a cough. Or someone somebody's has a, a tissue. sitting with others breaking the rules. Oh, take notice of it. Yeah. And get a bit outraged and then on to the next thing. It's people, it's and so it doesn't true. help people, you know. It doesn't help people mentally because the things you can do, you might as well just let it go and let COVID go and just relax. Mm. But it's very hard to do because of the, the climate we're in. It hasn't been ideal. Like I know um, when I was out recently and my daughter was running around on like a grassy <laughs> hill, mm. I was blowing bubbles for her. So I <laughs> pulled my mask down to blow the bubbles. Yeah, It's very windy too. So these bubbles were just going everywhere. She's yeah. running around popping them. Popping them. And there was a family with a small child that was yeah. nearby. And a couple of the bubbles were floating down there. And the child was so excited yeah. by those little bubbles coming towards them that the child was jumping up and trying to get the bubbles. Yeah. But mum and dad didn't like that. And wow. became really sort of awkward because they kind of looked and kept pulling the child back. Like, don't play with those bubbles. Whereas I know in normal times without COVID... Why would they do that? Just that fear. It's of just the fear. other kids. I'm not sure. But it's just a fear in general, and I that's guess. That's another thing. Like, it's, un- it's an unusual yeah. fear because the thing is, like, bubbles are not going to hurt your child. Like, <laughs> just floating around the air, the kid will pop and play and, you know, it probably will pop before it even gets to the kid. But to yeah. stop your, your little child from interacting... You know, in an open environment with yeah. other children. People don't use common sense. Um, and that's another thing, like, the impact of the past two years for people, people, <laughs> toddlers, like, one, two, three, four-year-olds. What could all the lost time of going out play centres, yeah, parks. And everything like that. What, yeah. will, what will that do? Yeah, yeah, you have more time with family. That's very good. But what what were the impacts of um, mm. losing all that outdoor and um Well, it might affect their, their communication abilities. Yeah. But, I mean, the kids, uh, the young, young kids have generally, majority of the time, yeah. been able to still go to kinder and daycare. Yeah. So, thankfully and for that... that yeah. makes a huge difference it really does but not being able to interact outside of that space mm. like I said it might just affect their communication abilities and also like in the the environment that we're in they could think it's normal but it's it's true it's not normal and like facial yeah. recognition for the really young babies yeah, that's true that's that would be point. an unusual 
sort of concept and I'm sure someone will do a study on that at some point yeah. to figure out what that looks like because you know you've got babies who are being put into prams and mum and dad got the mask on everyone's got masks mm. on it's kind of like well, is they, that person smiling at yeah. me and a lot of them won't understand what's going on or why that's happening if that's their norm yeah, yeah. they've been brought into that yeah so for them they don't know any different and that's what I'm saying like what will the impacts for the future be on that psychology that they have Maybe it'll affect them once the masks come off. Yeah. They'll be well, all confused. Oh, no one's wearing masks oh, look, anymore. Oh, there's heaps of people. They'll everywhere. be overstimulated. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. It's really interesting, isn't it? Now, um, people are reacting differently in lockdown. Yes. Yeah. Talking about the rules now. The rules. Sorry. Yeah. Been going on for a long time now. What do you think? The rules of what? What about the rules? Are people, like people still practicing them? Um, I think most people are, but I think 2021 compared to last year, I think more people, you know, have the attitude of, nah, it doesn't matter. I can just do this for an extra few minutes or an hour, which yeah. is pretty sensible. It's not that risky. But I think, yeah, there's been a few more people out and about doing more stuff. You think people are over it though? I think people um, are balancing the risk maybe more yeah. because a lot of people are vaccinated now mm-hmm. and a lot of people, you know, they understand that now being outdoors is way, way less risky than being indoors. Mm-hmm. So they might, you know, travel to a beach or somewhere and not feel as scared as last year. That yeah. Or some... Because every, COVID was very scary and uncertain last year because we didn't know that a vaccine would actually be produced or how long this would last it could last three four five what will happen mm-hmm. but i think with this year given people have more knowledge that it's eventually going to end i think people are more prepared to you know do some more stuff but still i think most people are not going bonkers they're not deliberately flatten the rules or driving across the whole city and that. as far as yeah. we know yeah. <laughs> we as don't far. know that for sure there'll be a few people <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's always some that yeah. just do their own thing isn't yeah. there you know but I think most people have been pretty sensible yeah but definitely in the latest few lockdowns the more I guess people which are you know more prone to just stuff it they've definitely been out and about more compared to the previous lockdowns. Yeah, I mean, like, they've had their restrictions on for the um, And fatigue from restriction, like, you you basically say, I've just got to go out because I cannot handle it because it's been so long. Not coping. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just sort of doing what they need to do to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I was going to say the two hours of exercise that they had made... Mm. You know, it's part of the restrictions. And Nobody that. can enforce that. I, That's yeah, what's funny I, about it. <laughs> I don't... I, I sort of think, well, people are probably out for more than two hours yeah. a day. Like. I mean, it's just a guide, I think. It's not an actual rule. It's yeah. like, it's trying to psychologically convince people to not spend too much time. Mm. Mm. I think it's not... It doesn't actually mean much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just that reminder to practice common sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, the, the tit-for-tat, each restriction easing and then coming back, it's 
It's a very weird, very weird times, I must say. Things we take for granted in normal times. Mm. It's um, in doubt now. Things could go one way, the other way. It's um, it's really puts things into perspective. Yeah, it does. What to value. Yeah, well, that's it. Like you said earlier, even when it comes to work and stuff, you're thinking about now, um, you know, meaningful employment. Even if it yeah. doesn't bring you a big wage yeah. now, it's going to come back to that that happiness component. Yeah. Like what actually brings you joy in a day? What am I good at? Mm. What do I want to do? Yeah. You know, ask yourself that question rather than just the, oh, there's a job over there. I'll just apply, see yeah. what happens. Yeah. We'll just go with it. You know, people won't sit there anymore and say, I'm going to go, you know, work in a supermarket mm. when really I want to go be an art teacher or something, you know, yeah. like they'll really think about it now. Like and with what that, I think some people might be more motivated to try harder, I guess, mm. in those jobs because they feel they've lost time. They want to make up for it. That yeah. could be another another thing that happens. But there won't be as many. It's interesting when travel comes back and immigration comes back, how that affects everything. The amount of jobs available and how the economy grows and that. Because the past two years, there's been no immigration or no travel, basically, from international. So it's... Yeah, no, you, you have had people or come tourism. in, like refugees, yeah. Yeah. that kind of thing, but no one actually immigrating to... Yeah. to like, well, there's not many refugees anyway with the government's policy. It's a few thousand. There's <laughs> not many. It <laughs> doesn't make that big difference. But, um, yeah, it's sort of interesting um, how the dynamics of different sectors of the jobs and economy will um, come back in 2022 and 23 and if people will be able to find jobs easily yeah. or can't and next year's going to be your yeah. year isn't it oh, surely. <laughs> I hope it is it'll be the year of Jeremy the year of Jeremy Blair 2022 <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing like in 2019-18 I would have been really looking forward to 2020-2021 they would have been great years of my life yeah being 17 18 like experiencing so many new things in life and everything well we've got next year now yeah and that's what we've got to look forward we and have that's what to we're doing forward. here that's it that's exactly right we've got to get it right <laughs> <laughs> and we will yes and you know despite being in the lockdowns and not being able to do those work yeah. experience, you've still been able to at least have phone calls yeah. with, yeah. you know, some really cool people and <laughs> who are in different industries. Yeah. You've still been able to have conversations and learn about different areas that of interest for you that you may want to yeah. work in. So there is a little bit of still perspective. Connection. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, especially with lockdown, this has been really good because you can see um, you're still doing things, you're still um, planning and finding out things, whereas people which don't have um, customised employment programs like this, they'll just um, maybe give up or not mm. be as motivated because they don't have the strength to yeah. Um, look. But, yeah, it's been good because... At least 
I've got a start and I can see light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's really good. <laughs> I'm so glad that we can help you and support you through this rough couple of years. And, yes. you know, it's from our end, it's also really good for us too. Yeah. You know, because as staff working with our clients and being able to go on this journey together, you know, it makes a huge difference to our own mental health, mm. you know, because we know that Helping there's still, people. well, there's still more to come, yeah. you know, life hasn't stopped completely. We just have to keep pushing forward, you know, we got to push forward yeah. for the people that we work with and for the community and just to cause a little bit of change and know that next year is another year and yeah. good things will happen. I can guarantee that. And as I've told you before, I, I think when all the restrictions and COVID wear out over the next year or so, I think instead of a depression, there'll be just <coughs> a, like a happiness, a sense of joy in people because everything gets back to doing what they love. And I think people's mental health will be higher than in usual times, which is opposite to now. So you're saying so, people will be excited to go yes, to work? People <laughs> will be excited to do things they never were excited to do before. So there'll be no more of a, oh, it's Friday, stuff work, yeah. let's go home. It yeah. will be, it's Friday, let's go have drinks with everyone after work yeah. and just chat about the week and what we're going to do next week. Yeah, because people, like, it'll just be a release, you know. Oh, I can do this. That is not this sense of worry that everyone has every day like what's going to happen what's what's happening what's going to people are um going to be back in a good routine yeah. and i i think people need to um have that attitude that yeah it's eventually going to get back to normal and it's going to be very good but people need to Stick in it. <laughs> and it stick it out. Stick it out. That's the one that's, you're looking for. Right. Stick in it. Not, stick it out. Not in, out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's very, very hard. But this also builds resilience, I think, doesn't it? Having this amount of time in stress, you eventually find resilience in how to cope with yeah. hard and stressful moments. That's true. We do learn a lot about ourselves and we do start to go, okay what's actually important to me in life and what you know. will make me happy yeah exactly and then you start to look at your life and you go okay this is stressing me out why is it stressing me out how do i reduce that stress how do i take care of myself yeah you know so yeah it's it's definitely highlighted a lot of different aspects for people in the yeah. way of their well-being um the sense of self mm. and their journey and direction in life so yeah yeah. At the, the moment, it's very hard to have that mentality because with COVID, because it's been constant, you sort of don't have a clear memory of what it was like It does before. kind of blur so together, it's doesn't all a, it? It's all a blend and you don't have that because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You don't have that knowledge that, or, you know, feeling that it's going to happen. But mm. when it does, I think yeah. people will realise, yeah, that was... A hard couple of years but let's start again let's yeah. move forward well hopefully and hopefully we'll do this on um, 
this work first and I find something meaningful, if that's the <laughs> right word. I reckon you will. Yes. Yeah. And that's Attitude been Attitude like that. And this has been good in lockdown because if I didn't have this in lockdown, I'll be like, oh, am I going to find a job after school? Mm. Or, you know, like, I don't yeah. know what to do. But yeah. with this, I have an idea. So it's... I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank you. <laughs> well, I hope that actually that it's been worth, you know, having these constant conversations yeah. and having these chats and not just for the employment side, but yeah. also for that social interaction. Yeah. And That's been good as well. Just yeah. chat it out, you know, and it's not, it's not like a full on session. It's more just about casually being yourself and being honest and yeah yeah yeah, that's it knowing where you're at perfect way to frame it yeah all right i think we're done here so that was a great podcast about everything covid and life and employment um so um yeah i hope you enjoy this podcast and um see you next time maybe I think this will be the only podcast, but um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lauren. Well, thank you. I had a great time chatting with you. And um, if people want to learn more about the CEDO programs, they can head over to our website, which is the www.cedo.com.au, or you can go to our C-der. Facebook. CEDO. <laughs> yes, C-D-E-R-P, C-D-E-R-P. Yes. But if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening to our Podbean anyways, mm-hmm. you probably already know everything all about us and the links. Because you're probably on it right now. Exactly. So you could always just send us an email and have a chat if you want to talk more. We're always open to have lots of good conversation, just like what we've had here today. Mm. So it's been good. Lovely. Thank you.